What up, this is your boy DJ EFN. You might know me as a drink champ, but first and foremost, I'm a proud father. I linked up with two of my other dad homies, Manny Digital and KGB, to start the Fatherhoods podcast. Each week, we bring you insider hip-hop stories, parenting, and advice and therapy. The saying is true, it takes a village, and we humorously serve as each other's trusted counsel in figuring out how not to screw up being a good dad. The Fatherhood Podcast. Beats, and diapers. So today we have a special guest. We have actor and producer Eamon Joseph. Now you've seen him in a bunch of film and TV shows, including The Expendables, Baywatch, G.I. Joe, and of course, Snowfall. But most importantly for us here, he... He's a father, so welcome to the Fatherhood Podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. <laughs> so you, I, I was, so you, you said this before we started recording, but yo, it's, it's a, I'm ashamed because we, we should definitely remember you from other things, and Kay just rattled off a few. But you got a long, you got a, you got a long filmography, man. Yeah, but but you're a New York dude. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, oh, here we go with this. <laughs> bro, <laughs> relax, kid. Relax. Relax. Because Snowfall's in LA and I'm originally from LA. So I'm like, yeah, you know. Well, he live in LA now. So he kind of, he can, he can do the bi-coastal thing. It's yeah. Queens and Harlem, right? Queens and Harlem. Yeah. I was yeah. born in Queens, Rockaway, Queens. I grew up in Harlem. Uh, I, I lived in Brooklyn for a little while too, like around Ocean Ave by Prospect. But, um, but yeah, man, I, I grew up like my times is, is Harlem, definitely. And I was born in Rockaway. Mm. That's close to you, man. You're right. The Bronx, Harlem. Bronx and Harlem is just a bridge away, baby. Yeah, where in the Bronx are you, are you from? I'm from the Parkchester area. Parkchester, to... yeah. I know where you at. <laughs> Ooh, that's a little trip for me. Yeah. Oh, man. So so tell us a little bit about, because uh, you, you got one child we talked about. so And that's yeah. relatively recent. You got um, a three-year-old. I got a three-year-old as well. Yeah. So, yeah. So you know what's up with the three nasas. Yeah. yeah, man. I'm going through it right now. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about her. Like Father's Day just happened. Like what's been going on, you know, as of recent with your daughter? Of recent. I mean, of today, because you know how it is. I'm, I'm going to give the today story, right? right? So yeah. today is I did two braids on the, uh, on the, on the left side of her head. Cause her mom had to get into a, into a zoom conference. So she was running, we were running a little late. So I, I was able to, to knock out like a, a dope two braids on the side. So I'm, I'm working up, you know, I'm working, I'm working to get to the whole head. You feel me? Right. And um, I'm going to be really confident once I'm able to do that. I feel like I'm going to be able to get her dressed, just me and her and really be able to have our own autonomy. Like it's me and you for the day without needing auntie or mommy to you know to do the nice hairstyle so i'm working up to that that's that's the first thing on the bill um what's up we was working on some math like simple math you know i'm trying to get the one plus one plus one is three she got the <laughs> mm-hmm. one plus one is two but you know, right trying to taking it further we trying to get that on you know we have um one of my good friends is uh matthew cherry he's a director um, he won an Oscar for an animated film called Hair Love. And yes, there was yeah. also an, a, um, a book that accompanied it. 
that was a that I think was a New York Times bestseller um, book for children. So we read that's one of her favorites. We read that usually every day. We in the drop top to school, you know what I mean, with the breeze, mm. and she's back there trying to uh, enunciate. Um, really, just look at the pictures and and talk to me. And we do a lot of word association games. I drop one of those on um, on Father's Day, mm. where we do a lot of word association and and sort of kind of in the New York way. It's, it come out, we be snapping on each other. So I, I like. I oh, peeped that you a banana. Yeah. Nah, you were yeah, apple. You a banana, you an <laughs> apple. Like no, daddy. You a French fry. Well, you're ketchup. And it's just a good way to keep that vocabulary. I start throwing words in there that, you know, more than two or three syllables, you know, to get, you know, to get that vocabulary and get that word association going. So that's like that's like today stuff. You know, you said she's going to to pre-K already. Yeah, she's she goes to a a little uh, school um, here It's actually in Brentwood. but she's been going to, she's actually been in school since she was four months old, just because of oh, my wow. schedule and, and my wife's schedule. So she's accustomed to being, you know, around, you know, having a whole day um, and, and being with, you know, other peers and all that. You, you mentioned the three-nager. So my daughter, you know, she she's walling right now. This three-nager thing is crazy. And we asked, she started school, I don't know how long ago, maybe it's been several months now that she started her, her schooling and we asked the school where the teacher were like yo is she crazy in school and they're like nah she's what do you mean she's an angel she's an angel same <laughs> with mine have, yeah about to say same with mine well you know what i kind of look back because i was very mischievous coming up you know i was i was uh man i was kicked out of schools and all type of stuff <laughs> coming up and i think i think children like she's the way I look at it, she's probably giving us all of the behavior that she sees mirroring from 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 school. Right. You know, the defiance. No, everything is no. Everything is I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. You know, she's looking for that identity and just and, you know, she's testing boundaries all the time. One of her favorite things with me is um is like she likes to cook food. We got a little kitchen in her room. She likes to cook. And she likes to serve me food. And then she'd be like, daddy, okay, it's time to go to bed. And I peep how she's doing it. You know, a lot of times children will will, will mirror exactly what you give them, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's lessons in that even for me of like, okay, if she's doing this in a gentle way and, you know, it's not rushed, it's not, it doesn't feel like it's mean or too much of an authority um, that means we must be doing a good job, but she wants her own independence. You know what I mean? Right. Um, she's looking for where she fits in the pack. So I'll let her do that stuff. But when it's time to go to bed, then there, you know, I mean, like now, because she'll be trying to run that game on me. Like, nah, daddy, you got no, 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 no. Like, time's over. Now it's time to, you know. So I, I just think that it's, um, I like it because it gives me a new way of looking at life for myself, you know what I mean? So she's learning, but I'm also, I'm also learning too. You know, I'm, I'm learning a lot. It's expanded me a lot. It, it, my, my daughter's favorite words are two minutes, daddy, two minutes. <laughs> yeah. My, my daughter, everything is either five minutes or an hour. Oh, I'd be like, How long did you take a nap? An hour. <laughs> it could be, it could be any amount of time over the, over five minutes. 
And then if she needs, you know, five minutes in five minutes, I'll do it in five minutes, you know, but of course she's picking that stuff up from us. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just said, uh, so I have three kids. My eldest is 14. Actually, we, we just got back from her eighth grade graduation. So I didn't think I was going to make it in time, but you said something about mirroring right now that I never really actually considered. Right. So like you, you getting playback for whatever it is that's going on in your household and depending on the tent, you know, the tone and the mannerism, you know, the way it goes down, it is kind of like you checking your homework almost. It's like, yo, all right, if she's aggressive, then we probably doing something a little too aggressive. So I, I had to think back right now because my daughter loves my, my youngest. She's five. She loves playing. And we have a kitchen as well in the house. So she likes to do that stuff, too. And I, I'm just playing back some of those episodes where she's bringing us food and whatnot. And, and it it happens to be gentle and stuff, but I got to peep it now because to see if I see anything funky, my wife and I need to kind yeah. of re, how, redirect. How someone gives you something, like when, when she she like wants to put me to sleep, she'd be like, she'd be like, okay, daddy, get your pillow. And then she'll get the, the, the like a little comforter or something, throw that over me. And then she'll pat me on the, you know what I mean? Because that's basically what they're doing when they putting them to sleep, you know, <laughs> for naps and stuff. So all I'm just saying, if there was anything that was funky going on, it'll come out. There are telltells. If you saw something yeah, that yeah. was off, you'd be like, "Wait, hold on. Why would you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, would you get that just, from? Just, to me, um, yeah, it, it allows it allows as a father you to be present. Um, that these aren't just little games that you can reinforce positive things you know, in them at this place, at this point where they're really, um, they're so impressionable. Mm. Let, let me ask you guys this, and the kind of a group question. Do you make an aware decision with your your wives, your ladies, in terms of, what's the word I'm looking for? A being, scumbag? Yeah, yeah, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm not being a scumbag. <laughs> but like, for your kids, to see the parents and not single one out as like okay daddy or mom is the, you know is the disciplinarian and the other parent is not uh, do you are you guys making a concerted effort and and trying to make it even so that your kids look at you all as the same as opposed to like trying to get get over on someone on on one go to the other because they think one's going to be you know more discipline heavy than the other amen you go first and see the guest mm. basically you, you're trying to say okay just you know it's, it's i know it's a little it's a little convoluted it's a little yeah it wasn't a straightforward question but I, I think i feel the uh the intention behind it is i mean and i think that's probably why you're dancing with it a bit because it it really is a a, a, a dance you know it's a rhythm more than um, when you're dealing with, for instance, with me, my, my, my wife now will admit that she's a pushover. Um, at first she didn't think that, and I can understand that. And, and, you know, that's the first world for, for the child, you know, like, so as a dad, you know, it almost was feeling like the rhythm of like hopping in, like on, almost on some double dutch, like, oh, where I get in right here? Yo, when you, you was doing this, <laughs> I was like, yeah, he's going to double dutch. <laughs> yeah. You know what I You double, like, oh, nah, nah, all right, you got it. Right, okay. You got it, you you know, because I'm very much, if you got it, you got it. But, right. you know, you in the other room listening, like, 
I, you know, so I think, I think uh, it takes a lot of patience to allow each individual to find their parenting rhythm, their, their flow, because everyone relates to people according to their POV, their personality. And, um, and that's unique, you know, and then somehow you need to be able to come together and right. then have a overall kind of, uh, plan, a overall, you know, intention. I keep using that word, right. the, the united with, front, how we want to see the child develop things that we both notice are key areas to focus on. I think that's a constant communication and a checking in. And I think if you allow each person to find, you know, I, I remember when my, my wife was, um, when she needed to, to stop, you know, like she needed to wean Azana off. That was, a, you know, that was a big thing for me because it was going, it was going wild long. It was like, it was good. It was really good here. Um, <laughs> You know, come on now. She's gonna be 15. Still, <laughs> what's going on? So, um, but that was something that was a bond between them that needed to run its course and needed to end a certain way. And when it ended, it ended in a way that it was perfect for both of them. Hmm. Now, for me, that was a little, you know, it was late. It's like, but when I noticed how it just ended in that she was able to sleep through the night better. Like a whole bunch of development happened at that same time. Mm. And my wife didn't have an anxiety that she was holding on to with that whole process, you know? So to me in that situation, I kind of learned something. I, I learned like, okay, you know, have a little grace, have a little patience because my, my wife's way sometimes isn't in the time of my way, but she deserves that time. And it's okay for me to chill back and be like, let that go. I could learn something in there, you know? So that's, you know, that's what I got right now. I'm only three years in, you know, so. Uh, for, yeah. Just to answer your question, Kay, for me, um, I don't consciously decide I'm going to be the disciplinarian in my household. Or, like we didn't really game plan anything like that. It just kind of. Not, not necessarily to give to give each other the roles but i I guess like what amy was saying you know everyone everyone's going to be different as a parent and everyone's got their own point of view and their own style but then coming together for that united front and then i guess having that constant communication of you know me and my wife okay we got to continue to talk and and make sure that that um like we're on the same page for the different things that we need to instill in my son, even, even if it's, you know, just around the house, like, you know, you got to do something for the house and these are the the chores or the things that you got to do, but it's up to both of us to maintain that with them. So it's not, you know, so for me, it's like, I, I got to remember to make sure that it, I'm not just leaving it to, to her to be the one to implement those things all the time, because then at the end of the day, it makes mommy look like the one who is, uh, she's, you know, always telling me to do these chores or do this work or whatever. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get better and have more of an epiphany of like, all right, I gotta, you know, yeah, I can 
do all this stuff as a dad, but I got to make sure that I'm maintaining some of these, some of these standards that we collectively have, have set for him. I feel that because, because sometimes you can feel like, because my, my wife was, like I said, uh, she, she admitted like, oh, I'm a pushover in a way. I kind of felt like, wait a hold up a minute. I'm supposed to have this daddy daughter situation where it's just like running the daddy and I'm the, you know, I'm the, I'm the king and she the princess and I'm over here doing the discipline stuff. So, you know, she's shirking back going to mommy because I'm saying, listen, you can't talk to your mom like that, or you need to pick that up or go get that right now and put it back. And I'm like, wait a minute. I I thought I was supposed to be the, the dude, the hero. Just, you know, <laughs> let her do whatever she wanted right. type joint. So, um, but that's not too mature. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but <laughs> that's just the ego part. But, um, but like I said, luckily my wife, I think every parent, whether you do it early or late, you're going to r- run into the clashes of personality with anybody and, people have to figure that out. But like, like we were saying, if you can come together with your, with your, um, with your mate, and then from there have a unified front and say like, okay, like we don't, we don't accept disrespect. You know what I mean? So I I can't let my daughter disrespect my wife. Right. I'll come, I'll, I'll hear, you know, bath time going wrong <laughs> and a tantrum going on that's just out of control and just strong nose and just you know showing that and I'm gonna come in and protect my wife in that moment because she may be out of you know sometimes we get fatigued too let's just be real yeah. you be with the children all day or something and you like I'm about to snap yeah, you lose it <laughs> so it helps when that other person can feel yeah. that that and and come in and give a whole different because sometimes it's actually needing the moment to be able to 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 ask the ch- the child like what's really going on and let's really talk and let's but you can't get there once we've already you know <laughs> everybody on a hundred so it's definitely so so much teamwork that's why I'm really committed to uh you know I think for every father that um if you could really one of the one of the things that I could see even in my with my father like to be able to raise a child in your household, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's another blessing because when you're, when you're really not there to do it as a team, no matter what, how good a job you do, you realize that there were some things that are missed, you know, that you just couldn't have put that imprint on or you just couldn't have that clear communication between two people to influence this young person, you know? That's real. Mm. So wait, you, so did you grow up with both your parents? Is that what you were alluding to when you said your dad? Well, yeah, well, I grew up, I grew up um, in separate households. So, you know, like I can attest to the fact that my father was a, was a great provider, a great, a great influence, but because of the split, it, it automatically, you know, that, you know, it, it just makes communication that much more difficult. Yeah. It makes the behavior problems that you're dealing with with the child that harder to be able to figure out, you know, because because um, there's there's other influences. And remember, you know, people get other mates and stuff. So that only adds another level of, of uh, another interaction, you know, another 
point of view, another person that has their own parental style, you know, it's just, it just, you know, so in the best world, in the best case, I think we all know that. And I'm just saying that I'm just, you know, it's, it's one of the things that when you, if you go down the road of having to break up with, you know, the mother, of your child is one of those things that you kind of go, okay, you know, what type of, who's the person that she's going to pick next? Who's the, you know, all of that stuff. I mean, I don't hear us talk about it a lot, but yeah. we all, we all yeah. would be thinking about that. That Absolutely. is real. I mean, you, you kind of be, you can't be a dickhead if you're not, you know, giving that some serious thought. Cause it's, it's a really, but like, well, sometimes people are thinking about it more um, selfishly and not about the kids. Right. Like, Who's she going to be with next? Right. And, yeah. And you see that yeah. way too often. Like these kids. Yeah. That's know, what I'm saying. That, that part, like, yeah, that ain't it's tough. I mean, that ain't what I would really be. Right. You know, I would be super nice. I, I understand kind of more of the like, if that doesn't work, you're still going to make sure that over there is really tight for the well-being of everyone involved. Right? right. You know, so. Yeah. So you had you had your child. I think we we're about the same age. So you had your child late 30s. Yeah. Amen. Um, first child. That's late for a lot of people. Really? I'm, a, I'm assuming career had like what was the decision making how did it end up being late 30s for you versus earlier in life man i mean i've been i've been through it all man so you know it's just only by that fate would have it that i had a child at this age you know um i've had i've had situations with miscarriages i've had situations with abortions so it's not as though there hasn't been um you know a lot of heartbreak and a lot of tough decisions in my path to get where I'm at you know Mm. um yeah so you know there's a lot of history a lot of past to that and this particular this particular child and this in this family, um, it it worked out in a way that allows me to 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 grow and um, but also to be able to reflect and see, you know, what those situations meant to me, the decisions that I used to make in contrast to the decisions that I make now. Uh, what does it mean to really have a I knew the type of mate I wanted to have. But I think I also needed to know the type of person that I was. So not all the time was it like, oh, this ain't a good decision because um, this wasn't a a good woman in my life. Mm -hmm. Sometime I had actually an amazing woman woman in my life. But I wasn't man enough to assume the responsibility. And would some of that come down to career? I could put that in it. But it more so was the fact that I wasn't um, mature enough to accept a certain responsibility with that person at the time. Probably. Yeah, that's something I, th- I think about a lot because I have my three-year-old and I have a one-year-old. And I, I had, a, what, my early 40s. I'm 46 now. So I, I think back and I'm like, maturity-wise, honestly, I, I couldn't think of a better time than now to 
mature wise. You know, I, mean, I could talk about other things that I'm probably doesn't work out the same way energy wise. <laughs> But maturity. Yo, I was just about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I be I be feeling like a, you know, like <laughs> great grandpa. <laughs> like this, the, you know how you work out. You get your workout in for the day. When I get my workout in for the day, I don't want to do no other working out. Right. So, dad, dad, run over here to get this, and let's run. Nah, I'm tired, like grandpa style, and I'm just thinking, like in my twenties, you know even early thirties, perhaps I would have been bouncing off the walls a little more. I'd have been more cool to roll around on the ground, but you but might not have been home. That's the difference. You might not have been present to do that. Cause all my yeah. boys that had, you know, all my friends, they had my, they, all their kids are adults now. And I remember my, I'm like, my friends were hanging with me. It was with me. It wasn't with <laughs> the kids. <laughs> I mean, their kids love them, none, you know, not the same, but I'm like, wait a second, man. You was with me the whole time. We was right. going all over the place. How'd you pull that off? <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. There's a woman behind that story. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, physically easier when you're younger, but yeah. I agree with you on the, on the mental side. Like, just sometimes it just, you know, it's going to happen when it happens. And luckily for some of us, we're mentally better prepared when that when, when it happens later in life. I, it's funny because I, I think about what yeah. you guys just said. And for me, it's I was always in this mind frame, whether it be you know, marriage as one of those big social things that, you know, everybody's supposed to go through children, you know, do, you know, creating a family, all these things society expects you to do in a particular way. And I, for me, it was always like I always thought about it as it has. It's a compromise, and you lose in these compromises. Meaning, when you get married, you have to take this other person's shit. Like, there's no like trying to figure out a happy medium. Like, it's like, I if I was all about, I don't know, video games. Like my shit was video games. Now I got to hang up the, the remote controls because when you get married, that, that's one of the compromises. Even though that's something near and dear to me. I look, you know, that's that's how it was in my head. Same with kids. It was like, all right, once I have kids, everything I knew about life that I enjoyed has to go away. And after I went through my fir- first, my only divorce, I my whole mindset changed. At the time, I didn't have any children, so that I, you know, that was a fortunate breakup. But it completely threw away my old way of thinking, and it was like, yo, compromise means. Like, you don't have to give up who you are inside in order to marry or be with somebody else. And the same thing kind of applied with my children. So I found a mate second time around that we we clicked on all those levels. And it was like, yo, it's us together, the totality of who we are, not subtracting pieces and trying to mesh them together. And the same thing carried over with our children. So, you know, when you think about what age is the right age and all this shit, it's like, nah, it's whenever y'all ready to do it. And, you know, I kind of joke at the beginning, like, yo, you're kind of old to have your first kid, but it doesn't fucking matter because you think about it in 20 years, you're still going to be fine to be dealing with your kid and your kid's going to be your homie at that age. You know what I'm saying? So it really is all like where you're at mentally. So I like what you guys said. And it's also, it's also... It's also the perspective of do you, uh, do you feel remiss for that? Do you feel, you know, 
Like, so I can joke around and be like, yeah, I'm not as spry as I would have been at 20 running around with her. But at the same time, I'm able to to uh, to provide a certain type of education, a certain type of a quality of life that I wanted. Yep. That was part, an integral part of of what I saw envisioned myself as a father to be. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm living the true. I, I can act, I can actually enjoy the experience a little better than if I was in my 20s and it's a decision of, you know, so, you know, giving support or, or taking a job um, that's toward my passion or toward just strictly, you know, security for the family or for my child. Um, I think that I'm, I'm, I was fortunate not to have to make those type of um, decisions. I think it would have tore me apart a lot. Let me ask you a two-part question here, going into career stuff. Um, acting is not a walk in the park. There's a lot of preparation behind, you know, any serious actor and, and, and taking a job. So how having your daughter, has that affected any of the work life balance and how you prepare and how, and you know, has it affected your work at all? And then, and then the second part is, yeah. depending on the type of actor you are, do you ever find it hard to break, a, you know, like, do you bring that role back home sometimes? And are you that role, you know, are you staying in character? And does that ever, you know, do you ever find that bringing that home? Yeah. I'm, I, I think that's a big part of the like mental health part of, um, of being an actor, just in general. I mean, we look at, we see how many families are broken apart through divorce and, and things of that nature. So we realize it's something that just in society is pretty difficult to uh, keep a, a, a family together. Um, when it comes to my work as an actor, I would say that what's difficult now is that there is a freedom of art, unabrided, unabashed, truth to power, um, living in the moment, seizing an opportunity, you know, the foot on the pedal has to dampen a bit when you when you have a family. Um, there's just the thing. Um, hard because I'm going through this still right so right. is like um be in be in Switzerland tomorrow you're working with whoever 10 years ago shit uh five years uh yeah five years ago five years ago <laughs> I'm already at the airport. I'm at LAX with no bags. Let's go. Where? Where in the world? You know, now that is so how long? Yeah, and for 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 who and for how? And hmm, you already start doing this calculus of all of the things that are important to you as a, as a, as a, you know, that you need to be, that you feel accountable for, responsible for, how will that affect my wife? Um, 
because more than likely my wife, you know, and that's why you pick a good mate. My wife's going to be like, let's get it done. But, but, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you don't want to put too much pressure on some, you know what I mean? On someone. I wouldn't want to leave my wife just because she says yes. And just because she knows that's for me, a, a dope opportunity can is it right for me to leave her in, 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 in that predicament? You know, yo, you a smart um, man, Mrs. Joseph, just, you got a just, good one. You feel me? Like when you know, you got a good one, they're going to be like, go, but babe, that's going to leave you. I can't leave you. And, and my wife has a career. I, I don't want to leave her shorthanded in her aspirations. So there's some calculus that goes on. I just think that when you're, when you're thinking like that, things come to you in better packages because you're more intentional about what you pick and um and i think there's something good about being intentional about what you pick not every flight flighty moment not everything on spontaneity perhaps i got to where i i've gotten to in my career based on that type of spontaneity spontaneity maybe for where i'm going i will need something that is a bit more structured you know what i mean so i think that's how i have to go about it and when those opportunities come, maybe I'll take that opportunity or maybe I'll say, you know what, I'll pass because there's going to be something else that's going to fit a little better. Um, and that's just part of a maturity. You know what I mean? Like, I just didn't have that 15 right. years ago. Just, I'm out, <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, it, it de- and it defines what's really important, because if you say something's really important then I feel like a lot of times the situations that come in your life will, will test that and say, Oh, yep. you say, you say your family's Are important. You gonna stand huh? on that. Right. Yeah. Let's see, you know? So, um, but yeah, I welcome it all. I welcome it. You know, I welcome that. That's all. And we all in the bonus, you know, that's, that's the good problems to have, you know? Facts. Um, and then the mental health of that, of taking of whether or not you, um, you bring these characters home, that's difficult too. So it's much easier to be on location somewhere um, in a hole in a hotel playing a sociopath, you know, it's much easier um, playing an alcoholic, playing a playing whatever, even playing a, a, a you know, a, a optimist It's much easier being locked away, just dealing with the craft um, than go, coming home. And, you know, putting on, you know, because your wife may understand, but the baby don't understand. <laughs> like, you unpack daddy that. and daddy, right. your, your, your world is my world, you know. And um, so I've, I've had conversations with my wife, like I was pretty, pretty intense season of snowfall. And there was a period of going where, where the character, I just needed a little bit of time. So I told my wife, like, yo, my, my attitude might be a little funky coming home because I don't want to take all of that off and then put it back on tomorrow. I'll kind of want to live in it a little bit. So I might be a little distant. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I'm a moody man as is. So, you know, I just feel like those are some of the things that, you know, the woman that picks you, the family that picks you, that they deal with when you're, when you're, you know, an artist we feel a lot and you're going to see some of that come out, you know, but I think it's respect. The respectful way to do it is to let, you know, babe, the next three weeks, 
about to be really intense for me. So this is, I'm just letting you know now <laughs> um, that this is, you know, where I'm at, the headspace. So let's, you know, let's remember that when we get into an argument two, two days from now, <laughs> it, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm holding on to a lot of stuff. You know? Are you thinking about when your daughter's older and she's more understanding and she's, you know, she's welcoming you and you have to, you know, you're now it's not just your wife that you're explaining this to. You're going to have yeah. to explain it to your daughter. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, I think children are so, they, they're so perceptive that I think that, you know, she doesn't know what I do, but I, I feel like she realizes the, the, the contrast of emotions that I, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I use a lot of imagination and she's prop she's getting that even um in our daddy daughter relationship. You feel me? So mm -hmm. I feel like when she realizes like, oh, he does this, it'll make sense. It'll make a little even bit more it sense. Even if it doesn't. Even if it doesn't, it's it's what she knows, you yeah. know. Yeah. Can I ask a little bit more about the the mental health side of it? Um, because having to wear, you know, build up to a character take it off for a little bit like that back and forth like you described is challenging right but the the higher you go in your career the longer you are doing your craft the I, i'm assuming the more tactics you inherit develop in order for you to mentally be you know remain who you are what are some of those things that people just don't realize you guys are doing on a constant you know consistent basis to try to keep your mental right mm. That's a good one. Um, so I believe for me, my process is that I believe that there is a, there is a, if I was trying to portray you, I would have to first start with myself, right? The truths about me that may be similar. And then the rest of the distance to get to portraying you would be the cost to play you Ooh. that's the that's the cost i gotta make up the so if i needed to play um arnold schwarzenegger we would understand the cost to get there wow first thing we thinking about is the physicality wow we're thinking about the voice we're thinking about his demeanor the manliness if we were if i was going to play someone that was a little bit more beta of a character you would be like okay i'm gonna have to take off a lot of what makes me, you know, masculine, right? To play a more beta thing. So that that process that I'm talking about is is basically going, knowing where you're starting from, knowing that you're starting from yourself with any with any character that you play, and then the uh, the ground that you cover is the price to play that character, and you're always investing in playing in, in into that price as you're playing that role. So when I go back to play, you know, Jerome Saint each year, I realize I get ready physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually for that. But that is a journey that isn't me. So once I finish, I'm able to take that off. I'm able to say what makes me me. Uh, what makes me me is my relationship with my my daughter, with with my wife, with my family, the things that I love, the creature comforts of, like I say, playing hooping, talking shit walking the streets of new york 
Um, you know what I mean? Like those things that the books that I like to read, the the uh, self-help stuff, the uh, the spirituality that I have, the humor and that stuff brings me back to Moscow, you know, to the center of who I am. And um, and that's, a you know, a lot of times people have ways to get into a character, but um, we don't talk as much about ways to get out. Right. And um, and, you know, that's the mental health aspect of it. Um, but it, it is difficult and there's no way that you're not affected by any experience. So these characters do leave some residue. They you know, if you're if you're invested in it like that and you make it real, then, therefore it is real to you. So um, there are some things that are always that's always left back. And that also um is a reason why you pick certain things um i think you have to be responsible in in what you pick um and no one can do that for you or or judge you based on the work that you choose to do or choose not to do dope i'm i'm i mean i'm it's it's really nice for me to hear like how much thought goes into it cuz we take it for granted as the people who watch you perform we don't understand the depth in which things transpire that ultimately really you know manifests within you so it's i mean you you've got a family you've got a lot of things you know you got to consider outside of just what's on the screen so it's good that you're you know i'm, I'm glad to hear that you're actually doing a lot to think about how you make yeah, it and that's roles. just my you know for every actor there's a whole nother process and um but i think we all can check out certain situations where you're like oh that person thinks they're that thing now you feel me? Yeah. We see that in music. We see that in a lot of things, you know? Yeah. So in that situation, it's kind of like, I hope whatever you're playing, you actually want to be because you've actually taken that on as your persona. Um, but when that's a character that isn't so, um, you know, so so there's, there, but like this, if you play a very confident character, one might choose to inherit that as their identity. And we might say that's favorable. Right. The only problem with that is that when you do that and there's negative things that come in there, we, you know, we're going to look at it a different way. So for me, it's always best just to have a way to get back to who you are, get back to center, my flaws and all. Dope. Amen, man. Thank you for joining us. Um, yeah, man. Appreciate it. Yeah. We're looking forward to seeing you on more out here, especially snowfall. I know that's all of our favorites on here. So looking forward to seeing you there. And, uh, Yo, man, procreate some more, bro. Have yourself another one. Chill. He's Dominican. That's, that's, He's that, all that's about that, that setup right there. That's that setup. They always want to get you in for another one. Yo, come back anytime, man. Yeah, yeah please. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, bro. Uh, thank you for taking the time. All right, now. Appreciate you, man. Yo, be a father. If not, why bother, son? A boy can make him, but a man can raise one. Be a father to your child.